Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Why? Why? If you Why? have T Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T Mobile prioritizes certain T Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. TheWhoThatDaily.com That's right, TheWhoThatDaily.com Your one-stop shop Everything you all the Saints, you all Pelicans, LSU Tigers Even the top flight boxing So if you're a Who That and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team TheWhoThatDaily.com is your site TheWhoThatDaily.com For the sport Who That in all of us
DA, you, you've done this. DA, you've done this before, obviously, albeit a while ago. But how different is it from being, I guess, the coordinator to the head coach, and also how how odd will it be to not have Sean Nance? Well, in answer to the second part, it'll be really odd. Um, you know, uh, Sean's Sean's our leader, and 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 he's the guy that uh, has been running the show around here, and so. Uh, it'll be a it'll be a lot different. It'll be a big challenge um, without him being there. Uh, but you know the real deal is he's prepared all of us um, for how we have to play the game. We know what's expected of us. Every single one of us, every coach, every player, everybody on staff knows exactly what's expected of us. And our job is to go out there Sunday and and perform, and that's what we plan on doing. Hey guys, I was wondering what time today uh, you guys learned that Sean wasn't going to be coaching, and um, how did you all decide who was going to assume head coaching duties? Listen, um, you know, we found out during our during our meetings uh, this morning. Um, that's when we were informed uh, by Mickey that that Sean would be out, um, and then Sean at a later time informed us of how uh, he wanted to operate going forward, and so. Um, we just found out this morning and, and uh, uh, we adjusted, had a good practice today, and we're getting ready to go play a, a, a tough opponent on Sunday. Hey, Dan, I got, I guess, two questions. The first one, um, are you expecting any other coaches to be out um, Sunday? And second, um, just how much does your past experience as a head coach help you with this, um, you know, with this? Well, look, I think certainly um, having some head coaching experience helps uh, in situations like these, um, you know, and, and obviously whenever you're in a deal like this, it's not an ideal situation. But, um, you know, I'm excited about, you know, the opportunity to go out there and perform on, on Sunday night. I think our guys are excited about it um, in terms of do I expect any other coaches? I, look, I mean, the, that's the environment that we're in right now. So. Uh, you always have to be prepared for for anything that that could come up, and you know, hopefully, we don't have to deal with that. But if we do, then we'll have to adjust. Nick, yeah. yeah, how much does the scope of your your job actually change? Like, like when all gets added to your current responsibilities now that you got the, the head coaching? Well, look, look, uh, Riz will handle the the special teams, and and Pete will handle calling the plays on 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 offense. I'll handle calling the plays on defense. Uh, what gets added is is a little bit more of the game management um, situations, and certainly, um, you know, we, we've uh, we've we've handled that situation uh, and communicated in those situations before, um, and, and so certainly um, with myself, with Pete, with Riz, with Ryan Nielsen, you know, we'll handle all those game management situations together. But I guess ultimately, uh, that falls on on me in terms of how we're going to manage the game. And that's going for it on fourth down, two-point conversions, thing, things like that? Correct. Luke? Yeah, um, what's, what's kind of the, the biggest part of not having Sean? Like, what's what's the, the most challenging part of not having him there on game day? Um, and then if you could, like, can, can you say whether he'll be involved uh, – tomorrow virtually at all while you guys are doing your last well time. certainly i'm uh, you know everything's just kind of happened so it's hard for me to tell you exactly how everything's going to operate 
you know, over the next 24, 48 hours, um, you know, look, Sean will be heavily involved as he always has been. Um, and, and so we'll, we'll just, and w- this will be a, a situation that we have to continue to, you know, be ready to, to, to change and adapt and, and we'll, we'll do whatever's necessary to get the job done. All right, fam, much love to the fam. Appreciate y'all being in the live stream. Much love. Having a little technical difficulties moving this thing. But that's Dennis Allen. You guys heard defensive coordinator Dennis Allen taking over the head coaching duties uh, for Coach Payton. We're going to cover that in the stream. And it's, and hopefully we know Coach Payton's going to be fine. But we're going to cover that. So like I've been saying, fam, welcome to the coma on this edition. And like I've been saying for some time now, baby, like Brother Jerry <laughs> mentioned, welcome, welcome, welcome. You're now rocking with the Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys. Well, we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sports talk from your favorite sports family. I'm Big Q. I'm in the building. Much love to the great St. Thank Tank. I appreciate all you guys for being in here. Please hit upon the like button. Hit the like button, man. Hit the like button. If you're not a subscriber, subscribe. Enjoying the sports coma, the great same thing. Tank, I appreciate the family being with me on this edition of the, of the show. TSC head coach Peyton test positive for C19. Defensive coordinator Dennis Allen will assume head coaching duties. Huh? So there's a lot to unpack there. So much love to all the family members across the great same thing. Tank, I appreciate each and every last one of y'all for being in this thing. So much love to the fam. All right, as we get going, man, let me get going. We're going to start it off. Uh, without any further ado, and just get right on, just jump straight up into the top story, man. Uh, and this Coach Payton test positive for C-19. He ruled out uh, versus the Skunkaneers. So much love to the rest of the fam, man. This is, uh, we knew we covered the show early, and of course, it broke uh, that it was C-19, even though he tested. Uh, and really, they said Coach Payton tested uh, negative. Uh, the original the original diagnosis said that he was it was negative. Now he's come back positive, but he's fully vacted, which you know <laughs> that's a whole nother subject for on Q with Big Q. But one day, I'm telling you, sooner or later, I mean, listen, it's only so it's only so long stuff gonna just keep on twerculating, man. Sooner or later, it's gonna come. But anyway, let's get into it, man. Let's get into this story. Uh, coach Payton's out for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. New Orleans Saints head coach Sean Payton tested positive for C-19 and has entered NFL protocols. The team announced Friday these rules Payton out for Sunday's game against the Buccaneers with defensive coordinator Dennis Allen stepping in to handle the head coaching duties. As you heard, offensive coordinator Pete Carmichael will call the play. So 
now for a lot of the family members will get a opportunity to see what the Saints offense look with Pete Carmichael. Now, it's been some many years since the last time we've seen Pete Carmichael running the Saints offense. You know, it's been for many years. But how will it look? You know, we'll see. <laughs> We're going to see. A lot of questions, man, to this thing. So we'll see if it works. But taking Coach Payton out of it, man, that's a big step right there. But no choice. Payton missed Wednesday's practice early this week when the illness but tested negative. And then return on Thursday, but he's no, he's he's no way, uh, he's he's now away from the team. He also is fully vacted and may return upon clearing league protocols and expectations that he will be back for next week's Monday night game with the Miami Dolphins. But he also, but he could miss up to ten days if he continues to test positive. So we shouldn't lock that in just yet. And it's obviously a big loss. Let's hope this is an isolated incident and no further C nineteen cases emerge in New Orleans as outbreaks spread across the nfl and of course the new variant has made its uh self has made its way onto the scene uh, i have my own particular thoughts on that thing if you want to hear it, this is not the platform for it but reality says that what coach payton ruled out man he's uh i think he's had more than one uh uh a jab that's what i want to say he had more than one Anyway, like I said, we'll be without Coach Payton. The news is broke that broke earlier today, but the reality is uh, we have uh, Dennis Allen will be acting as the the step-in coach, and Carmichael assumes his duties as the uh, pass-catching coach, I mean, as the offensive coordinator. So that is interesting and intriguing all at the same time. So we'll just – it's going to be fun, to say the least. This is going to be interesting to see exactly what the hell happened. I, I mean, listen. We didn't need this for the game, but uh, this is the world we live in, obviously, right now. This is the world we live in right now. And, of course, right when you have an clearing to get right through all the injuries, then this stuff occurs in, in rapid recession. But, you know, we know Coach Payton will be fine. He'll, you know, he'll fight through. And uh, we'll see him on the next matchup against the, Dal- the Miami Dolphins, man. So, really, I'm, I, this, this will be even more. Uh, of a in uh, of an incentive let's just put it like that for the team to handle business against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers man you know what I'm saying family so blessings to coach Peyton man as we move forward all right let's get into the injury report for Friday a uh, week 15 matchup against the Bucks in uh, Tampa three Saints listed out for Sunday's matchup uh, and here's the injury report nine Saints players was listed on Friday's injury report for team's week 15 game against the Buccaneers Ryan Ramchek didn't practice all week, so he's out for the status. That knee must be really – it must really suck for Ryan Ramchek. Another missed game for him. Teron Armstead did get a little burn last week, but now he's out with the same knee-type issues. If I had a bag of knees and hamstrings, I'd go over there and clean up in the, in, in the training camp over there on their line. Caden Ellis, a hamstring was DMP. List is questionable. I, I don't think he plays. Like I said, hamstrings are tricky things, man. Garrett Griffin. Same thing, hamstring out. The Denver Jordan Humphrey misses last week's game was limited uh, in this matchup. And, of course, good news is Pete Werner, who missed the Jets matchup with an elbow issue, came out of limited to fully practice. So we see, should see Pete Werner in a matchup against the Bucks. His intelligence and ferocity uh, should help. You know, so this will be very positive to see him in there as well. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson with a toe issue 
was limited, but fully practiced coming out of that thing. So that's a very good positive right there, to say the least. All right. Thank you, Bishop. Uh, Bishop One Love with the cash app. Thank you, my brother. Uh, another way for them to have control. Thank you, brother Bishop. Thank you for your cash app. Oh, yeah, man. We're going to talk about that on ONQ with Big Q. I just couldn't get the time to do it. I got several projects that I'm working on. But I promise you guys that uh, tonight it'll be the, the sports coma, then the Pelican Post game report, then Sunday, I mean Saturday, I'll find a way to fit it in there. Well, we'll do it live. That's what I'm really trying to do. I'm trying to set it up live so we can have some interaction there, questions from you guys or what have you. But, yes, we got some stuff. I got some videos I'm playing. For those who don't know what I'm talking about, I do a new show called On Q with Big Q. It's on Patreon. So if you want to hear the show and hear all the shows that we've done, you can go on patreon.com forward slash the Pro Media Network and sign up. And all those, I don't know how many shows it's been. Uh, I know it's 70-plus shows of uh, on uh, TSC Q&A Live, our Tuesday stream that we do. And then, of course, On Q with Big Q is on our Patreon. I forgot how many shows. There's a bunch of them up there with some really powerful stuff up there. So we'll cover that on that. But anyway, let's get back into that. Uh, thank you once again, uh, Bishop, for the cash app. Uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, limited, fully practiced. Chauncey, uh, that's a good part of it. Pete Werner and Chauncey for our defense. Davenport still limited with the shoulder situation he's supposed to play. And good news on Taysom as he's fully practiced without limitation, which means he's on the plus side of dealing with that injury with his finger and uh, I think his foot. Well, they ain't list the foot, but they're more concerned with the finger. All right. Going over to the Buccaneer side of things, Jamal Dean, the cornerback is out questionable as Leonard Fournette with an ankle issue. Uh, Richard Sherman is doubtful with that Achilles. Uh, Antoine Winfield, a really good young defensive back is questionable for the matchup. Whitehead is questionable after limited, limited, and he fully practiced. So he probably will play Jason, uh, Pierre Paul, the linebacker slash defensive end, was DMP uh, Friday after two fully practiced. I anticipate he will play. Punter Bradley Pinion had a right hip issue. He looks good. Tom Brady was DMP, but he fully practiced. And it was not injury-related for him and Grunk. I mean, not injury-related. So it was like they mentioned, it's just rest, letting the old guys rest for Tom Brady, Gronkowski, and Ndamukong Sue to get ready. Of course, Tom Brady came back Friday and he did fully practice. So it's giving them a little rest heading into this game against the New Orleans Saints. So our bookend tackles, the Ramchek, Ramchek and Teron Armstead are out for this matchup. Gather at the Winter Village at Cameron Run and experience the magic of the holidays with ice and lights. Enjoy a fun, unstructured outdoor family experience just a few minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Explore whimsical light displays, snap selfies, and take a spin on the outdoor ice rink. Book your visit early. Calendars fill fast, so make your plans with friends, visitors, guests, or that special someone today. Buy tickets today at CameronIceAndLights.com. That's CameronIceAndLights.com. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion which is not good. If you're going to need, you're going to need some help with your offensive linemen uh, coming into this game without our bookend tackles, or well, at least one of them, 
you know, but both of them are down again, man. Once again, I just don't understand, you know, and, and like I said, Teron Armstead is so cool. He's a really cool dude. I just don't understand how people keep putting Teron Armstead. He leading the ballot and Pro Bowl votes and he barely playing. <laughs> what the hell? You know, I mean, man, Miss Games. Yeah, he on Teron Armstead. He going to be the dude. No, 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 no. You, you silly son, bitch. That ain't, no, that don't make any sense. Goof ass. But I mean, but the thing is, it's 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 just like we said, it's it's a popularity contest. Oh, no, no, no. But anyway, injury report, that's the injury report, man. And we got the offensive line just gonna have to bring it in this matchup, fam. That's the bottom line. We're just gonna have to handle our business and do whatever we're supposed to do to get the game and let's use that as motivation. Uh with Coach Peyton being out to do something about it. More news. Let's get in the rest of the news report. As a referee has been chosen, I guess what is John Hussey's crew assigned to work the Saints game. More from the Saints Wire. Sigal on the scoop saying veteran NFL referee John Hussey and his crew has been assigned to work Sunday's night primetime game between the Saints and the Buccaneers. The Saints are seven and two in games. Hussey has officiated as the head official, including their week three win over the Patriots early this season. Tampa is two and five in Hussey's previous games, including their blowout 38 to three loss to the Saints in 2020. The last game of theirs, Hussey worked. However, no team has had more pre-snap penalties on offense than the Saints, leading it with 25. So they'll need to be alert in avoiding those procurial or procedural issues. But the time is true, but the same is true of Tampa with the league-leading number of pre-snap penalties on the defense with 15. Something has to give, and it could happen through the air. The Bucs have committed the second most defensive pass interference fouls in the NFL, 14 Though the Saints have benefited from the fewest DPI calls in the league this year with only two. Uh, that's pretty good. When Tampa Bay has the ball, look for Brady to throw up some 50-50 balls, hoping that the Saints defensive backs panic and draw a flag while the Buccaneers have received the fewest beneficial flags in the NFL this season, 64. They do tie for fifth most in beneficial DPI penalties with 10. New Orleans is also tied for fifth in DPI fouls against them with 10. Hussey's crew has thrown the fewest penalty uh, flags in the NFL this year with 137 with a nearly even split between fouls on home team 70 and visitor 67. Most of the attention has been fo- focused on false starts, 35 and offensive holding 27. With the DIP and distant third place 10, the New Orleans Saints Buccaneers offensive lines rank near the middle of the pack in each category co- across the league. So it should be very evenly matched there. Hopefully Hussey's Hussey and his crew call a unbiased game and maintain a level playing field. So those are good statistics there. We'll see uh, as far as what any referee could be, really. You know how my stance is on most of these referees that can't stand them. But, you know, this guy seems to be, uh, I guess, as fair as you can get in terms of some of these referees. But, yes, that's a part of the game. Saints going to have to play clean. Remember, you're going into enemy territory. And the, and the key to it is not making all those silly mistakes. We're going to cover that on the preview side of things. Let me keep it going here and cover this story here as I go through these. Uh, Glenn Foster, remember him, the defensive lineman for the Saints autopsy. It reveals strangulation as the cause of death, says family. Now, this is a whole new caveat. Remember, we talked about this. When all this came out, we broke it down. We talked about it. And it may not say that it stinks. You know, that, you know, the hide all happened like you drove an extra little farther out to a facility when they had a closer one there. And then he they according to the reports that he died on the way there. 
So, you know, and I was like, wow, that's a quinky dink. But, you know, more come out and it always does. It's only a matter of time. And more has. Now, this is coming from an independent autopsy done. I uh, found that that now I really would I would like to kind of see if I can contrast if they finish because they still investigated their cause of death versus the independent investigation or the independent uh, family look at strangulation. What they'll say, you know, I guarantee it don't say strangulation. <laughs> I promise you it don't say that. But anyway, let's get through this one here, man. Very sad story, man. Uh, Glenn Foss was declared dead in the back of a police cruiser on the way to an area hospital according to a statement released by the law firm representing his family, which has been Crump and, uh, uh, and his lawyers. An independent autopsy was returned Friday by the family of a former Saints player who died in police custody last week in Alabama. Glenn Foster was declared dead in the back of a police cruiser on the way to an area hospital, according to a statement released by the law firm representing his family. The independent autopsy commissioned by the family showed that his cause of death was strangulation. His family said last week they believed he was having a manic episode when he was taken into custody on a speeding violation. The family alleges they were denied any visitation with Foster before his death. Earlier reports saying that a lawyer from the family of the former Saints player who died in custody issued a statement regarding the circumstances leading up to his death. Now, special agents with the Alabama Law Enforcement Agency State Bureau of Investigations are investigating the in-custody death of a former New Orleans Saints player, Glenn Foster. According to Pickens County Sheriff's Office, the death was reported. The death was reported on Monday, December the 6th at a medical facility in Northport. Now, the SBI special agents identified former Saints defensive end, 31-year-old Glenn Foster, as deceased. His body was reportedly released to the Alabama Department of Forensic Sciences for further investigation. Once complete, the findings will be turned over to the Tuscaloosa County District Attorney's Office. The attorney representing Foster's family issued a statement Friday saying Foster may have been having a manic episode during his arrest. Foster's family said he had mental health challenges. According to the statement, Foster was taken into custody on a speeding violation prior to his death. The family said he was pronounced dead in the back of a police cruiser on the way to an area hospital. According to the statement issued by the family, Foster's family went to post bail for him when they learned that he had been in a fight with another inmate. The family alleges they were denied any visitation with Foster before his death. The law firm representing the family issued the following statement. Of course, this is from Ben Crump, who represents a lot of uh, cases similar to this one. Is that uh, alert a uh, Crump and counsel uh, DeBrosey Zimmerman and Robert F. Uh, DeCelio have been retained by the family of Foster Jr., who died Monday after being found unresponsive in the back of a police cruiser upon arrival at a medical facility. And that's how the report ends. But uh, the independent uh, says that, uh, you know, uh, autopsy finds out that the cause was strangulation. So. Very strange times. And, and, and ultimately, you know, I, I told you that this kind of remind me of, you know, uh, of the Sandra Bland thing, man. I mean, it's just it's just uh, it's just sad. Uh, Brother Prom says, trust Pete to repeat one by two. Thank you, uh, Brother Prom, for your super for your cat, uh, super chat, my friend. Appreciate you. Much love to the whole family, man, as we keep this thing moving. So. Yeah, that's a very sad story right there. Glenn Foster, the former defensive end uh, for the Saints, uh, dying. And so we will see as the family independent uh, investigation or autopsy found out strangulation. Who strangled? That's the question. 
who strangled him. Don't get to the bottom of it sooner or later. Just keep on digging. You'll find the bottom of it. Anyway, let's keep on moving, man, into this thing. Let's keep it going as we get to the preview uh, side of things. All right, let me get it there. Hold on, let me get that on screen for the family. There we go. All right, there we go. Let's get it up there big so you can see it. All right, Saints versus the Bucks. Saints six and seven, four and three away. It'll be Sunday night, seven twenty p.m. Central Time. Tampa Bay sitting at ten and three. They're perfectly six and zero oh at home, welcoming the black and gold in the Tampa Stadium. Thirty-one point five points is what they average per game, giving up almost twenty-three points a contest. Saints average twenty-three point four, while surrendering almost twenty-two points per game. Three hundred and thirty-three yards of total offense with the Saints. Uh, produce offensively speaking 211 through the air 121 and a half running the football the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 419 yards per game 323 yards throwing the ball through the air and 96 yards rushing per contest so you can see bulk of the yards come with Tom Brady pushing the ball down the field with his really good trio of wide receivers Uh, so I mean uh, pretty good wide receivers he uses he likes to throw that thing. Uh, and if you look at the Saints defense, 30, uh, 354.3 is what the Saints allow collectively as a defense. 200 and almost 260 yards through the air is what they allow by the secondary. And the defense, the rush defense is still very stingy. Uh, 95 yards flat, which is just a yard less than what they are, that they usually Tampa Bay do anything. Do anyway, they run 96 yards per game. The Saints only rely, allowing less than one yard than that. And, of course, you look at Tampa side of things, their defense is pretty stingy, too. 268, uh, 359.5 is what they allow per contest, a little bit more than the Saints. They allow uh, 260.4 yards uh, through the secondary, and they're banged up there. And the rush defense stopped you at 91.2, even though the Saints did run on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and punked them earlier in the season with a third string quarterback at the helm. The media didn't even approach that. We didn't even, they didn't even talk about, they just talked about Tom, Tom Brady and he just didn't look right like himself. And a chorus of BS from the, uh, the, the rotten ass media personalities that they are. But if you take a look at some of the statistics here, you notice that this, it, this game is heightened for so many reasons because uh, it's one of those seasons where people have already written this kind of written the saints off. A lot of the who that's even writ, have written the saints clearly off. They have, they have this QB not going to make the playoffs. They're already looking at the drafts and we need this, we need that, you know, and I, you know, and I, and however you feel is however you feel, but that's too many. It's four games left in the season. Nothing has been decided yet. And anything could happen. You know, and you never know how teams respond to adversity. You can look at the past or the sometimes the past can be a pretty good indicator of what the future going to be. But then again, human beings are unpredictable, meaning that when the mind is made up, they could turn it and go however they feel. Sometimes you need a little inspiration. Some adversity drives people together and make them see better. I'm not saying this will be the case with the Saints, but what I'm what I'm sure I'm saying is this will be a big test of how the Saints handle the adversity. Do they take the adversity and use it as a means to propel them into into some victories? Do they do that? Do they play? Do they dedicate the win to Coach Payton? Do they put it on their back and say, regardless of whatever's going on, 
we the saints, we're going to fight together until there's no more time. We're going to fight it out. You know, so that's why I've seen too many. I've seen too many professional sports to write off teams until it's especially a team like the Saints. I mean, we're not exact. We're not the uh, the Cleveland Browns or old or some of this other junk. I mean, when you have a mindset of a winner and you're used to winning. I mean, listen, let me tell you something that creates something in you. And the Saints still have a lot of players that have that are accustomed to the winning culture. So it's just another thing. The throwing air among the injuries, among the C-19, among everything else that we have to fight through. They finally got a win against the Jets last week. They got Tampa Bay coming in here. Historically speaking, the Saints have played well over the last several years against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They really have, especially the Tom Brady Buccaneers, who in, what is it, three games, four games, the Saints are 3-1 and one against Tampa Bay. It's something about the Saints defense. And a lot, and the Saints defense is healthy against this team. They are. So, I mean, we'll see how it all shakes. But the question is not whether the defense can ride with Tom Brady in the game. Obviously, the answer is yes on that. The question to me is, can the Saints score as as many touchdowns as they need to help the defense out? Which means not throwing or competing with Tom Brady, uh, 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 with how he operates and trying to outpass Tom Brady. I think that's a a foolish strategy. I think that probably the best thing the black and gold could do is clock manage. You know, and play the clock game. Remember, they remember you had the uh, hold on here. Let me think about it for a second. Who was it that did that to us? That did that to us and took the ball away from us. And it, who did that to us? I want to say a couple of teams. Carolina Panthers did that to us. They did that in the matchup. The Atlanta Falcons, to a degree, did that to us. So I mean, it was the 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 game is keep Tom Brady them off the field. Right now, in order to do that, you're going to have to run the football. Well, that that poses a challenge because Tampa Bay is going to pile up the line. They're going to say, you know what? We know time. We know you can run Taysom. So what we're going to do is we're going to cover. We're going to try to contain uh, Taysom Hill. Keep him inside the pocket. We're going to donate resources to the line to stop you from running the ball. And we're going to make Taysom Hill beat us. Now, you say, well, how do you think about that, Q? Because that's the strategy that I would use if I was an uh, opposing defense against uh, the, Sh- the Saints. I know t- I know that Tom Br- uh, uh, Taysom Hill would kill me with his feet. I know that. he uh, T- Taysom Hill will kill you with his feet. It's just what it is. And Elvin Kamara's there, and then the Saints are getting more confident. They're getting guys back to come back to that offense. The issue is, can Taysom do what he needs to do to direct this team. Now, of course, he's not James Winston, not even close to Drew Brees, and he damn sure ain't Steve Young like Coach Payton said. But the philosophy should be to find Taysom's most comfortable passing plays and build a playbook around that. You know, and, I, and it's not really a foreign thought to think about that because we've seen that before. We've seen that in college play. That's what LSU did. And the year when we went undefeated and took the national championship in the college football world by storm. You know how that went? The brass went to Joe Brady and they asked Joe Brady, what was his favorite plays? What did he like to run? And they built that offense around Joe Brady and his favorite plays. And they were able to do that. And I'm saying that's the same mentality that we should be using for Taysom Hill. But if you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that's the focus. The focus is to make Taysom Hill stand in the pocket and try to beat you. And they'll say, listen, if Taysom Hill beats us from the pocket, then hell, we'll, we, that's just. 
That's just what it is. He doesn't, he takes meal and beat us, man. But we will not let Elvin Kamara beat us. We will not let uh, the Saints running attack beat us. And more importantly, Taysom Hill's feet from beating us. He said, okay, well, Q, that's how they stop them. That's how they want to stop you. Now, how do you get the win over the Suckaneers? How the Skunkaneers, excuse me. And I've been calling the Skunkaneers since what they did to Jameis. I just found that so repulsive, man, what they did to Jameis. That still stinks. But, of course, we're going to cover that. Let me get some super chat. What's up, Lo? My dog, Big Lo. Da, da, da. That's the Superman chat. <laughs> What's up, Lo? Much love, brother. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for your super chat, Big Lo. That's my dog. All right. What's up, brother? Prime says, in racism by, by, in racism by making, expen- expen- making expensive to their pockets. Thank you, brother Prime. Appreciate you. Dun, 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 dun. That's a Superman chat. <laughs> I can't do it better than my dog, Low man. Low's a comedian, man. He's a funny dude and a good brother. All right, thank you, fam. All right, let's keep it going, man. This is the Saints uh, started a depth chart right now, family. As you can see, you see Taysom Hill in there. Uh, Trevor Simeon's back up. And, of course, Elvin Kamara with, brother, with Mark Ingram in there, Ty Montgomery, and Tony Jones. And that's some of the things that I know. It's like when we talk about uh, Taysom Hill, you might as well throw him in there as well as one of the guys that's going to kill you. And listen, the Saints have, listen, fam, and I've been, I said this in the, in the TSC radio show. Please subscribe too, by the way. I said this earlier in the week about the Saints. It's, the wide receiver group is, is definitely ate up with the injuries, you know? But what's not ate up, ate up with the injuries is the Saints running back room and the Saints tight end room. And you're going to see a lot of the Saints running back room. You're going to see a lot of the Saints tight end room. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson Razor. Henson Razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com holiday. You're going to see a lot of it. Let me put them back on screen because all these guys are going to be active. Kamara Ingram is back, Ty Montgomery, and Tony Jones Jr. Those guys are all going to be active for the Saints. Now, Ty, Mon- Ty Montgomery would be more than likely used in a wide receiver role, but Ingram and Kamara together gives the Saints that energy boost that we love to see. And at the same time, Taysom Hill and Elvin Kamara in the backfield are dangerous. The issue is the Saints, can the Saints run the ball effectively enough with their rushing attack, spread Tampa, about, uh, Tampa Bay out enough where they could be able to create uh, a place to free up Elvin Kamara and make plays to keep it, to keep honest. And of course we know uh, well, coach Payton's not there. What is Pete? And the question is too, what does Pete Carmichael's offense look like? Is it, is it similar to coach Payton's offense, which is another caveat. We're not even talking schematics. We're just talking game plan. We are talking about blueprint. What do you do? 
it's going to be intriguing, man, because there's a lot of things. His coach, Q, what does Pete Carmichael's game plan look like? Well, I got to say, it might, it's going to be similar to Coach Payton's game plan. You might see some different play calls out there. You know what I'm saying? You might see a little different wrinkles. This could work being that it's a change of a shift in philosophy, which they could be watching tape on. And Dennis Allen rolls out some different stuff that wrinkles that they're not looking for. Perhaps this is some of the things that could kind of upset things a bit with the, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But anyway, this is the rest of the squad here. As you can see Callaway, Traquan Smith, you can see Ty Montgomery listed as the third wide receiver. Kenny Steele's is still there. LaJordan Humphrey is questionable. He looks like he might play. If he can't, then it's fine. Nick Vanette is the starting tight end. Jawan Johnson is there. Remember, Adam Troutman was activated to come back. And a lot of people say, oh, Adam Troutman, Q, he's a bum. We need to get rid of him. We just had the guy just came on the team a couple of years ago. I mean, come on, man. He just... <laughs> <laughs> Y'all tough as hell. The man, he t- the man is a two. I mean, he just his second year. Oh, Q, we got to get rid of him. Re- really? Really? The man just got here. Y'all talking about putting him in the street. I said, boy, y'all some tough ass people, boy. Y'all are tough as hell. But you got to let the kid. He's a, he's a sophomore year. He having a sophomore slump. He played better the last couple of games that he played before he had the injury that sidelined him. And listen. Troutman will look better with Nick Vanette in the lineup because Vanette is the blocker. Troutman's it will fit well in his wide receiver role. There's less pressure on him. And, of course, Jawan Johnson could be sprinkled in there, too, to help out the wide receiver court. So this could all be intriguing, man. A lot of a lot of, a lot lot of of questions surrounding how the Saints offense look and if they can utilize some of these players. Now, let's look at the offensive line, which is the subject of a lot of stuff that I'm looking at with the Saints. Tyron Armstead is out. Ryan Ramchek is out. Both of those guys out. So Hurst are feeling on one side. You'll see Jordan Mills on one side. So, I mean, it, 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 we'll see how that all looks. But when you have, let me tell you something. When you have two backup-ass offensive linemen in there, James Hurst, who uh, is not a really good run blocking, his strength is, I mean, pass blocking offensive linemen, his strength is really running. You know, most offensive linemen are comfortable running the ball. You see what I'm saying? But, boy, let me tell you something. Boy, let me tell you, that limits the hell out of your screen plays. Cut it out, Tori. Troutman ain't trash, bro. Come on. The man in the second year, bro. Come on. Damn, y'all. Tori says Troutman is trash, Q. Damn. Uh, KB, what's up, baby? Said Troutman on probation. Nah, man, y'all, is you, you, you got to let them. It's, it's just the second year, fam. It's just the second year. And I know y'all seen what Jared Cook been doing, huh? Y'all seen Jared Cook drop that touchdown pass? Y'all seen that? Is that there you go? I warned them, didn't I? I told them charger people. I said, listen, I'm gonna warn you like them Raiders and the Packer people warned me. You better keep an eye out on that guy. I told him that. I told him, say, listen, that guy only do only he do is eat up money. That's all he do is eat up money and he dropped important passes. That's why I'm glad he got his ass up out of here. He was pathetic. All right, so listen, when it comes down to that. That limits that screen game because, listen, you need them big offensive linemen to move out and get ahead of the play. And you got an athletic defense that goes sideline to sideline. You tell me what you're going to do. You better let them big hogs run. You better put them three tight end looks in there with the fullback, and let's get down and dirty, baby. Baby, let's get down and dirty with it, baby. Ground, Let's get back to pound, ground and pound, the black and gold weight, baby. 
That's what you better do, baby. Baby, you better get ready, baby, because it's going to be some grounding and pounding going on, baby. Let me tell you something. That's what I'm talking about. Old school football, Saints style. Let's get it. 4-3 defense package, baseline, uh, base defensive, even though the Saints operate better out of the modified nickel because Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is full with fully healthy, no more injury situation dealing with him. Cam's there, Shai Tuttle on Yamada needs to step up. David on Yamada really need to wake up. Have not been really impressed with his play as of uh, recently. David on Yamada got to wake up and become a wildebeest again. Davenport to be there. Quan Alexander, Demario Davis, and Pete Werner should return to the lineup there as well. St. Secondary, Adebo, Laddie Daddy, Jenkins, and Williams with Chauncey in the slot. So that really helps out, and of course, P.J. there as well. So we're going to need all three areas of our team to step up and handle the business against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man, because this is a this is a very important game for the Who That Nation. A win gets the Saints back to 500, and it keeps the goodness of everything going, going, baby. It keeps it going, baby. It keeps it running. All right, let's move over to the Skunkaneers, you know what I'm saying, fam? The, the Tampa Bay Skunkaneers. I'm a, I don't really, I got a lot of ta- Tampa Bay people that watch the stream, but listen, don't take this as a disrespect to you. But anytime you tell my quarterback up, pull him down on the dirty play, come on. That's like if we – I wouldn't even be – if one of our Saints guys, which they'll never do that, pull your quarterback down by his back and they say, well, he grabbed the stuff and you pull him down like that, pulling him against his own weight like that, you know that's going to cause – that ain't going to be a good look. But if, what if we did that to Tom Brady, pull his old ass down there and tore up everything? You know, they'd be highly pissed at us and calling us all kind of stuff, even worse than what they say now about the Saints and talking shit about the who that nation saying F the Saints. You 10 and 3, you still saying F the Saints? You got a Super Bowl ring. It's still F the Saints, seriously? Did we beat you that bad to the point that we caused emotional scarring in your heart? Well, if that's the case, you shouldn't feel just that way about the Saints. Everybody was doing you that. Everybody joined the party. It wasn't just the ass-whooping party with the black and gold there, baby. Everybody was celebrating and beating Tampa Bay Buccaneers' butt. Everybody was. So it should be F the NFL if you're the Tampa Bay people. Let's keep it a buck. It should be. We weren't the only one stumping, stumping Tampa Bay. So why is it just the Saints? We don't even have that same vigor and that same uh, uh, type of stuff toward the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneer people. We got love for the Tampa Bay Buccaneer people. Only time I see the Saints family members get mad is when they talk shit about the Saints after the Saints all this. The Saints are six and seven. You 10 and three. How is it still at? You, you got a Super Bowl ring with Tom Brady. Why are you still upset? Why? Just doesn't make any sense to me. Anyway, let's get into it. This is Tom Brady's squad right here. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers starting lineup here. Tom Brady. Leonard Fournette is missed. He's questionable with I think it's an ankle situation, but Ronald Jones, uh, the second is there as well. He's a pretty a good back form if Leonard Fournette can't go there, missing a little Kayshawn Vaughn. And Javardi Bernard is out uh, in the game, so you'll probably see Ron, or Ronnie Jones, uh, Ronald Jones the second, and Kayshawn Vaughn uh, in at the running back duties if Leonard Fournette can't go. Mike Evans and Chris Goodwin, these are really good wide receivers. I don't know what people's problem is talking about Evans and Goodwin. These are really good wide receivers. Evans, Goodwin, and, of course, Brown is suspended. You'll see Scotty Miller who watch out for Scotty Miller, fam, because Scotty Miller, one of those dudes that'll that'll run around in that slot. He got a little speed there. He'll hurt you. Tyler Johnson, too. So they got some interesting guys behind the big guys like Evans Goodwin. You got a little Tyler Johnson, Scotty Miller, even Jaleon Darden. These little guys are hurt you. And Brashad Perriman, he caught the touchdown that helped get them ahead. 
So, I mean, it, it, you got to watch out for their little role players that they do a really good job of sneaking in the third guy. You worrying about Evans and Goodwin. And then Johnson, Tyler Johnson cooking you, Scotty Miller cooking you. So we have to watch out. And Chauncey Gardner-Johnson has to be on his square in this game. He's going to have to step up, represent, and keep his, his feelings under check and all that old funny business. You can't be doing all that against this team. We don't need none of that. Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. All right, Hoodie, thank you for your super chat, man. He says, good show, Big Q, like always. Okay, <laughs> go and start my show now. Who that? P.S. Troutman is not trash. It's his second year, and it took Kittles four years to become what he is now. Good point. Hoodie, thank you for your super chat, man. Appreciate you, bro. And that's a great point. And Hoodie always brings in that point about Kerry Kittles. He was the one that introduced that point. It took Kittles four years to get to where he was. And Troutman in his second year, goddamn, fam. I mean, yeah, if you were saying four years of Troutman and he looked, like that, I can understand you saying Traquan Smith is trash or this guy is trash or that guy is trash. But damn, the guy in the second year, good grief. <laughs> damn. All right, Sofa King the Great, thank you, fam, for your super chat. Says, I'm just hoping for a fight from the black and gold on Sunday night, especially on national TV again. Damn. Yeah, hey, listen. Me too, man. I mean, listen. The Saints have all the talent in the world. It's just at certain... We have to be able, we don't have to like, we'll, you, let's say you get 20 or 20, 14 to 25 drives in the contest. You don't have to score on every drive, but let's say, you know, like 10 or 12 drives, right? Let's say you score four or five times out of the 12 drives you have. That's all that's called for. I really do think if the Saints get ahead, you know, if the Saints can score, and put some touchdown. I'm, t- I'm talking like 24 points, 21, 24 points. I'm thinking the Saints defense is good enough to get pressure on Tom Brady and suppress them and hold them down while the Saints do it. It's not one of those games where the Saints can go back and forth with their offense. That's not what this is. The Saints will have to be able to be smart with the ball and don't have all these turnovers. Number one, that's, that's dead to turnovers, all right? That's dead to turnovers. No turnovers. No turnovers. No turnovers. No turnovers. Limit, I know they're going to get penalties, but limit the amount of penalties that you get because we know that the Saints have a problem. Offensively speaking, when they get turnovers that uh, are uh, not, not excuse me, not turnovers, but penalties. If a penalty occurs with the Saints, right, and they get pushed back five yards, 10 yards, whatever the case may be, they have difficulty overcoming the loss of yards to get a play like, They'll be looking good. This is just my observation on these games where the Saints were losing. They'll be looking good in these drives, plays, you know, runs, catches. Yeah, and then false start uh, against number 78, Eric McCoy, five-yard penalty, back up. And then that'll that that'll just are holding uh, number 51, New Orleans Saints, Cesar Ruiz. That'll happen, and it'll just kill the drive, the momentum of the drive, or a sack will happen. You'll get a sack. Taysom Hill takes a sack for a 10-yard loss. And they can't make up the five. They can't make up the 10. It just throws them off of schedule. 
they'll have to figure out a way to get around that there. You know, so like I said, they don't, I'm not expecting the Saints to score every drive, but at least four or five drops, you're going to have to score to stay ahead of Tampa Bay. You're not going to expect the defense to come in there and keep Tampa Bay and suppress them. Uh, the Saints defense would be doing good if they keep Tampa Bay, who averaging over 31 points a game, if they could suppress them to 17. If the Saints could put up 21 to 24 points in the defense, let the defense get there and do it, they, you know, pin their ears back, I think they can beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But you won't beat Tampa throwing touchdowns, to, uh, going uh, offense to offense with them. You know, so it's we're going to see it's all intriguing. They're all so very intriguing to see. And, of course, like I said, the average team is a good team. You look at their, their, their defense. Nadamik and Sue's there. Vita Vey is back. Big, nasty nose tackle. You got William Ghoston. That's the dumbass that was running into the quarterback, bumping him. He must have been on them roids really hard that day because, remember, they and really, Tampa Bay beat them, helped beat themselves in that game. Remember all those stupid penalties where Tampa Bay was roughing up the, the, the quarterbacks, running into them and shit? Remember that? They got away with four quarterback hits before the flag started flying where the referees tried. They really did try to block them. And the next thing you know, after that, then the flags start flying. I'm like, man, this team is crazy. They stupid as hell. You know, the the, the the defense had so many penalties in this game, it destroyed anything offense, whatever offense was trying to do. Do the defense repeat their stupidity? That's the one of the things that I'm saying that let them beat themselves in this matchup. And you don't help, help them by knocking you in the ground. And they, like I said, Jason Pierre-Paul should be there. Devin White, the offender uh, that hurt Jameis. Levante, David, and Shaq Barrett, a pretty formidable linebacker core. Uh, Sean Murphy Bunting is there. Questionable is the rest of their secondary. Winfield, I think Whitehead will play. Richard Sherman most certainly won't. But Carlton Davis should be out there. We'll see. Under Andre Adams and the rest of them. So we'll see. And, of course, the special teams, Ryan Suckup and Bradley Pinion. We had a hip issue, but he should be good to go. But the the let's get into the meat and potatoes. And we talked about people that can hurt the Saints. We usually spotlight a few people there, and we know exactly what the Saints. We know the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We know what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could do. The reality is the Saints, we know Tom Brady's going to be the guy. He's the head of the snake. So they're going to throw the ball a lot. They only rush at the ball like 90, what, 90-something, 90 95 yards a game. They're going to run at it. Linda Fournette have ankle issues. So they struggle running the ball anyway. So most of the, the offense flows through Tom Brady to Mike Evans and Goodwin and the rest of the wide receiver coach. So the Saints are going to have their hands full, defensively speaking, against a very talented group of receivers and skill players. They're, the offensive line for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is intact. They're healthy. Smith, Wilfs, uh, Marpet, uh, Kappa, and that dirty, rotten bastard, Jansen, uh, uh, the underhanded, most rotten, underhanded piece of garbage in the NFL in terms of a dirty player. That's the dirtiest rotten bastard player that they have in the game is that that uh center that they have, that rotten ass center right there, uh Jensen, dirty bastard. But their lines are intact. So they have they they do a pretty decent job of keeping people off of Tom Brady. So the Saints are gonna have to play with composure. They're gonna have to get pressure on these guys and, and, and on Tom Brady and make them uncomfortable in his own building. On top of that, the Saints are going to have to run the football against that, that same defense while I just showed you. They're going to have to run it against Vita Vey. They're going to have to run it against Ghost and Nandama Kinsu. I know that's a tall order, but regardless of not, 
if you, we have to do it. And then, of course, before when we came into Tampa Bay's run stuff and defense was the best in the NFL when we faced them. And still we put up over 100 and what, 50 something yards on them that game. I want to say in the first matchup. But the reality is that's what it takes to win. And of course, in terms of the passing game, the, and I've already alluded to earlier what I think that was going to happen in terms of the what happens with the Saints in terms, I mean, in terms of Tampa Bay donating resources to stopping the Saints rushing attack. Stopping the Saints rushing attack is going to be big for the Tampa Bay Skunkaneers. That's the bottom line. They're going to try to stop the Saints from running the ball, contain Taysom in the pocket, and force them to beat him with the pass. The thing is, Taysom has to make the throws. He's got to make the short and intermediate throws. Now, he's been doing a good job of making connections with Elvin Kamara, and that's really a positive for Taysom and Kamara to get on the same page. That's two of our most that's two of our most electric offensive players in Taysom and, and Elvin Kamara. They are both dangerous, and you got to deal with both of them. So some kind of way, the Saints offensive line is going to have to do uh, their best job of the season, even with our booking tackles missing. Hurst and the other guy, uh, more than likely to be Mills, will have to step up and step out in the running performance and do their damn job. We have to get the communication together. And interior guys like Kelvin Throckmorton is going to have to bring it. Uh, McCoy is going to have to bring it. And Reese, you're going to damn sure have to bring it. So offensive line is a big challenge, but they're going to have to bring it. They're going to have to bring it. And Taysom is going to have to make the throws that he's supposed to make. Bottom line, they will not win the game if Taysom's can't if Taysom Hill cannot make the short and intermediate throws. And another caveat to put on the family members to think about too for this upcoming game is the fact that the Saints will have opportunities to throw the ball downfield. Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on prize picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players. Pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code GET100. That's code GET100 at prizepicks.com/get100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Yeah, I know, Tramal. I said that uh, Ingram is back. Yeah. 
they got their full uh, running back room together, which is a positive. And also the tight end room, minus Garrett Griffin, of course. But all the rest of those guys are there. But Taysom has to make the throws. He's going to have to make the throws necessary to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, short and intermediate. And he's going to have to do a better job of scanning the field. And also what I've noticed in the Jets game that really got Taysom on one was the fact that the Saints were rolling, they were moving, rolling the pocket, either left or right, which shortened the field or cut the field in half to make it easier for for a guy, for Taysom Hill, to find wide receivers or targets up the field, which is something I'm not mad at because that will have to be what you do because you roll in the pocket to give Taysom the opportunity to find guys downfield or take around and beat them around the corner to get help. So we're going to have to do that, that thing. We're going to have to do it. The Saints offensive line is going to have to have to step up and play and have a solid game. They're going to have to. And Taysom is going to have to be better in his decision-making. Uh, he's going to have to, you know, uh, scan the field better, look around because they're going to pressure him. They're going to, man, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're going to send everything they got at Taysom Hill. They're going to send them. They're going to blitz them when they're supposed to. It's going to really be, it's going to be an interesting game. But like I said, the Saints will have to win the line of scrimmage battle. Of course, Tampa rolls out with that three-fold thing. Saints are going to have to use, they're going to have to, they're going to have to run it at them, fam. They're going to throw the, I can see them using, they used the power-wide formation last week against the Jets. And of course, it is the Jets. But still in all, they're going to have to kind of redo that thing. They're going to have to establish dominance at the line of scrimmage because whoever wins the line of scrimmage wins the game. That's the bottom line. So, I mean, that's what I'll see in this one. It's a very tall order, to be honest with you, because this Tampa Bay team is perfect at home. Uh, Tom Brady is the start, straw that stirred their drinks, so you got to beat upon him, get to him, and tackle him. You're going to have to stop them from running the ball, which they're not really that really great at running the ball. It all operates from Tom Brady. It's easier said than done. But the Saints do have the mental and emotional advantage over Tampa because psychologically speaking, they know how to beat Tampa Bay. They do. They have the pieces necessary, and the players are confident on defense to beat them. Not to mention, you have Demario Davis, Quan Alexander. You got Pete Werner there. You got, I mean, you got guys that cover a lot of fields. So defensively speaking, the Saints can, but can they get Taysom enough plays of uh, passing plays wise to get the Saints offense going? Because I say they will have to score twenty one to twenty four points to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and if they can do that, maybe the defense can hold Tampa to less than 20, you know, for them to get the edge. But I'd really be surprised if the Saints come out here and just start throwing touchdowns and shit. And like I said, they'll have opportunities to throw the ball down the field. I'm telling you that they're going to have opportunities, whether or not they take advantage of them and whether Taysom is accurate enough on the deep ball throws will be uh, something to watch out for because they're going to have shots. I'm telling you, Tampa going to come up front to try to stop the Saints from running the ball. Last thing says, hey, Q, the old line interior is where the real battle will be. D tackles versus center and guards. Thank you, bro. Yeah, you're right. We got to do what we can do to make sure we handle the business. That's the bottom line. We got to do it. We got to do it. Eric says, all of LA Ruiz going to have to step. Yeah, they, they have a lot of guys that's just been stinking, and they're going to have to step the hell up in this game. The Saints sitting at six and seven. They need this victory. One game at a time. You got four games remaining, one game at a time. We got to deal with Tampa Bay Buccaneers next. So we'll see. Mocha says, um, Taysom is the best punt passer and bullet passer. And <laughs> yeah, he got to work on that accuracy on that. He'll throw the hell out the deep ball. It's just 
man, we got it. We got to make sure we, we can't go in there and stank it up. 504 code who that says we need 200 plus rush yards. We got to dom- dominate time of possession is a must. Absolutely. Line of scrimmage war is what it is. Yes, he is playing. Uh, John Mike B. Yeah, he is playing. Devin White is playing in the game. So perhaps the same. And, and of course, that's, you know, and speaking of that, is there a, a revenge angle for the Saints? Let me pose that question to the family. Is there a revenge angle if you're the New Orleans Saints? Let me ask you. You playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who took out Jameis Winston in, in, in you know, and obviously changed the course of our season in great deal, right? Is there a revenge angle? And and Tramal says, yes, there is. But do the Saints seize upon that is what I'm saying. I know from our perspective, but do the team use that? Okay, you got, what do you need for motivation for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? What's their source of motivation? Well, Q, they need to get to the playoffs. Yeah, I get you that. That's everybody's motivation. I'm saying more of a personal motivation. This team took out your quarterback. This team took out your quarterback. And Coach Payton can't coach because he got the C-19. What more motivating do you need? Is that You know what I'm saying? Like, we talk about all the things that Tampa Bay is, but listen, this is a big trap game for Tampa Bay. I'm going to be honest with you. You know, it's a trap game for Tampa. Now, they're looking at the Saints like, hold on, we know who the Saints are. They beat us. But we, we could, could they be overlooking us a bit? Now, emotionally speaking, at the Saints have all the emotional motivation that they need to go in there and get a win. Coach Payton, C-19, this team dist- uh, hurt Jameis for the season. Can the Saints take all of that and turn it into a win? Could they focus that? Because you're going to need stuff like that. The drone, sometimes it's drawing on the things bigger than the team itself to get them over there. Could the guy, could Dennis Allen or, and the rest of them say, listen, man, we got to pay him back for Jameis. Uh, coach Payton is out, man, with C-19. Let's win this one for the coach. You know, what have you. That's the type of stuff that I'm talking about. And if they, it'll be intriguing to see what happens in this game, to be honest with you, because. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are afraid in this game because they don't know what kind of Saints team they're going to get. They don't, they don't know what Pete Carmichael's offense look like. They don't know. You see what I'm saying? They don't know what Pete Carmichael's offense look like, fam. They don't know what it looks like. Hell, we barely remember it. <laughs> Hell, we barely, we barely remember what Pete – See, you see what I'm saying? So, I mean, there are some things – Listen, fam, let me tell you something. There are some things in this game that are very interesting. I'm, I'm saying in terms of things that can work for you, you don't know what Carmichael's offense don't look like, and this is a last-minute situation, right? You, It's not like, okay, they knew Coach Payton was going to be out. Coach Payton came back Thursday, right? He came back Thursday, right? So it's like, okay, yeah, cool, and then bam, he's out Friday, so – you think them people prepare for what a gen- they don't know what they're going to get. They don't know what they're going to get, fam. They don't know what it's going to look like. And I'm saying that the, the them hurting Jameis in the first game, Coach Payton C-19, and Dennis Allen as the offensive coordinator, you don't know what, you know, it's a lot of question marks about what Tampa Bay do. You know what the Saints going to look like. So, like I said, man, it's this is a very unique game. Because I'm so intrigued to see what the Saints do with all that I just gave you. You know, 
do they get revenge on Jay? not like take out their quarterback, which would be interesting if the Saints hit Tom Brady and hurt him, but not intentionally. Like if they went in there and sacked him, and then Tom Brady got hurt, he broke a rib or something like that, and he was done for the year. And they'd be like, oh, they hurt our quarterback in revenge, revenge. No, I'm not saying like that, but you he is 40 plus years or anything can happen. I'm just saying that, man, listen, it's a lot of weirdness to this game. I want to see how the Saints handled, you know, being without Coach Payton, Pete Carmichael's there. Do they go after, do they have the emotional energy to go at Tampa and, re, and repay them for what happened to Jameis? I mean, it's so many different things that they can draw on. And if they don't draw on this thing, man, listen, bro, I don't know what to think of them. I, it's just going to be fun watching them. You know what I'm saying? 504 having CD back and Ingram's Juice Cam's leadership and AK Talent will get revenge, man. Let's kick uh, their butts, bro, and put Brady on his ass. I got you, bro. I got you. What's up, Tragic? Big ups. Mocha said last time P. Carl Michael called plays was in the year Sean Payton was suspended. They don't, and that's what I'm saying. That's how far we got to go back to remember what his offense looked like. You think Tampa Bay know what it's all? Hell no, nah, they don't know. They even people that don't know what they what they're dealing with. I'm just keeping it real. Perhaps what and think about it like this: Carmichael, his personality is not that of Coach Payton. He's more of a laid back guy. He's Car, Car, Pete Carmichael is 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 a uh, he's not Sean Sean Payton's the alpha dog. Pete Carmichael, I ain't gonna call a man a beta dog. <laughs> Make him sound weak. But no, what I'm saying is. He's his assistant. He's a, a he. Well, he's an offensive coordinator, but I, I consider him more of an offensive assistant. He helps put all the stuff together. But Carmichael's person, his uh, his personality is not like Coach Payton. He's a guy that takes uh, he takes uh, 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 comments. You know, so you don't think Carmichael in there talking to Taysom? He'll say, "Hey, Taysom, what do you like to do?" Hmm. I'm just saying, just saying. This is going to be interesting to see. It's going to be interesting. Five before says uh, somebody need to kick that you know what out of barbecue. I don't give a damn. I, I'm saying it like that. I got no. I got you. I hear you. I got you. I got you. He said it's sad that we drafted that poor plate, and he's always interested. <laughs> be careful naming him Baby Davenport or whatever Cam was saying because he sure is walking the same line. No, 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 no bonus, no bonus. We don't need none of that. But I'm just saying sometimes stuff happens. But look, I'm just saying the Saints have, just thinking about it, fam, the Saints have a lot to draw on in this matchup against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is all I'm saying. You know what I mean? They got a lot to draw from. They can draw from the fact that this team was the team that hurt take Jason, uh, that hurt uh, Jameis Winston early in the year. They can draw from the fact that Coach Payton's going to miss the game and they can play for the coach because he's out. You know, they can they also can draw from the fact that, you know, uh, that they've dominated Tampa Bay three of the last four contests and were beating them in the playoff game until they gave up the game by committing turnovers. So, I mean, there's a lot of things. The only thing I don't know, I and I don't think the Saints will do it. It's like, OK, we, we just got Tampa Bay's no, number. We're going to underplay for them. No, that's not the Saints role coming into this one with them being what double digit uh, underdogs. 11-point underdogs, I want to say the line is on them. But it's still in all, there's a lot to draw from, from a Saints perspective of what's going on with this team is what I'm saying. It's a lot to draw from. So, I mean, when it all comes down to it, we're going to see how it all shapes up, man. But at the end of the day, 
the Saints, man, is going to have to take care of business. They're going to have to try to get the win. It's going to be a tough one, man. It's going to be tough. I'm going to keep it real with you. It ain't going to be, it's not going to be easy game, but the Saints got to execute uh, and take care of business, man. Bottom line, they got to do it. All right, fam. So listen, man, we got to the point we got on down here. Let me uh, take a look at it right now. The new, just to let you know, fam, and I was doing a, another stream as well uh, tonight. Uh, John Mike says, uh, Q, we need to use adversity. And mo- I kn- that's you're right, bro. That is what I'm speaking of. You're absolutely right, John Mike. I, I'm saying adversity, the fact that you're not, you, your players, some, you know, uh, Jameis Winston thing, that this team was the team that hurt him and took him away from him on the dirty play. You got uh, Coach Payton out with C19. Yes, yes, absolutely. Use the adversity and emotion as motivation because nobody giving you a shot not to mention the media angle all the media people once again i pick pay i may pick uh the bucks over the saints by double digits it was an 11 point spread i want to say so there are many different ways tampa bay y'all better watch out for this game i'm telling y'all we got a lot of reasons to play larger than what they're capable of right now now don't get me wrong a win over Tampa Bay gets the Saints back to 500 and make all of the people that said the Saints going to miss the playoffs come up in here like they never said it again. <laughs> the Saints beat the Buccaneers and they get back to 500. Everybody that was pitching them out the, out the door going to come running their ass back up in here talking about, well, hold on, I didn't mean that. <laughs> but the reality is, man, I, they do have a lot to draw from. Whether they draw from it is what I'm looking for because you got – you can pick and choose. It's, it's a veritable buffet of emotional adversity that you can choose from at your delight. I want this one, that. You can even mix them together and come up with whatever you like. It's really in- intriguing, man. What's up, Marty? Says, preach. Ramsey, what's up, fam? Say, hey, Q, it's my wife's birthday today. She always loves the show. Much love to you, Ramsey, and Ramsey's wife. Much love to you. What's your wife's name, Ramsey? So I can shout her out, man. Much love to the great Saint Thank Tank. And we appreciate you. We got love for Brother Ramsey. Always in the building, man. Much love to you and happy who that birthday to your wife, man. What's her name? So I can shout her name out, Brother Ramsey. All right. Yeah, yeah. And Eric says, uh, these guys going to have to be dogs to win this one. Yeah, and you know what, fam? I'm just saying, listen, we got a lot. That's a lot to draw from. You know what I'm saying? And if you look at the energy of the Saints, they're not down in the dumps. Whoa, it's us. Whoa, whoa, it's me. Whoa. Now they're not doing that. We're dealing with C-19. We're dealing with the injuries and all this kind of stuff. But it's Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay right now sitting on top. They they feeling themselves. They on a six, they what, five, they six and oh at home. They on a what, a four-game winning streak or a five-game, I forget. But they doing pretty good right now. And the last thing they want to see is the New Orleans Saints coming to their building and knock the piss out of them. Beat them in their building, then the Saints climb back to 500. I'm telling you, these are the type of games you better watch out for when you got the black and gold. It's not like they ain't got nothing to play, play for. Everybody got to be up on game, especially when Coach Payton step out of that thing. You don't think people going to heighten their awareness? This is the type of stuff that you need to shake the team up out of their complacency. With Coach Payton out with the C-19, the, the mindsets of the, uh, of the team is jostled a bit. Like guys like, oh man, Coach Payton is it's 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 shaking this, the the team up a bit, and sometimes you need that so it helps improve the overall focus of the team overall. A little adversity, 
So, you know, like I said, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, people better watch out for this one, man. You probably, you, you, watch this type of shit right here. I haven't seen a lot of football, man. We'll see. All right. Rev says wife name is Sarah. Okay. That's pretty. All right. Uh, who that to you, Sarah? We appreciate you. Much love to the great same thing. Tank to Ramsey's wife, Sarah. Happy who that birthday to you, baby. Much love to you and blessings upon blessings upon blessings. And may you have many more happy birthdays. Happy birthday. Happy who that birthday to my boy, uh, his wife, Sarah. Much love to you. And may the great saint thank tank uh, join me in saying happy birthday to Sarah as well. So much love to Sarah. Thank you. All right. Who that? All right. Trey, what's up, Trey? Much love to Trey in the building as well. Ramsey says, uh, Aaron said that the game is going to be hats and T-shirts gaming. And, of course, we know we got to watch out, too, for the referees. And they, they did choose us a, a non-aggressive referee who has a pretty decent track record against the New Orleans Saints. So it does appear to be setting up like it could be something special. Now, I would not be surprised because people would consider this an upset if the Saints beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because Vegas got the Saints at 11-point underdogs that's pretty much saying the Saints ain't got a chance in hell of beating this team, you know. But what can I tell you? You know, stranger things have happened before, baby. What's up, Kevin? Who that to you? Uh, John Mike says, who that? Buccaneers going to lose that. Listen, listen. All right. What's up, Dudley? Big ups to you, my brother. Good to see you in the chat, fam. Appreciate you. All right. So, like I said, man, it's all gravy, man. We're going to see what goes on in the major capacity, man, uh, and, and do it. So, listen. I'm happy about this here thing, fam. Listen. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.